the NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $10 at WinBet and get $200 in the free bets. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. Roster brought to you by Coors Light. Get Mountain Cold Refreshment delivered straight to your door via Drizzly or Instacart by going to CoorsLight.com SGP. That's CoorsLight.com SGP. Roster brought to you by PropSwap, where America buys and sells sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit and receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Head over to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app today. Roster brought to you by StableDuel. StableDuel is a horse racing DFS app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes. You can win as much as $40,000 with one entry. Head over to StableDuel.com to get started today. And of course, make sure to download the SGPN app. Your home for all of our free picks and podcasts. Welcome everyone to the NBA Gambling Podcast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is Monday, April 11th, currently 1049 on the East Coast. Just finished up the NBA regular season. We are now transitioning to the play-in tournament and the NBA playoffs. Probably the most exciting time for NBA betters and NBA fans. But joining me as usual on Mondays to break down everything in the NBA, the superstar of the show, my esteemed co-host, colleague, and brother, Villain Real, hashtag Villain Real. Uh, Terrell, how are you feeling this Monday evening, my man? Hey, I'm feeling great. I'm feeling rested. I'm feeling ready to go because it's NBA playoff times. That the regular season is done. Regular season is over. We dominated there. We had a great time there. You know, both over fifty percent of our locks, both over thirty percent of our dogs. You made money betting all four if you bet all four. We're we're past that. Now we're on to the money. This is the money maker here. This is what everybody's asking for, the NBA playoffs. And I think there's no other way to start the show than in the last game of the season, which is hilarious because I don't know why I'm starting it talking about them. But the last game of the season, the Lakers gave us one of the best games all year. (laughs) Isn't that fitting? (laughs) Like, so fitting that Austin Reeves and Malik Monk combined for 72 points in the last game of the season, and Austin Reeves had a triple-double. Yeah. It's absolutely great. It was, it was, it was hilarious <laughs> to watch it again because I just woke up, and I was like, wait, they were down by some 20 points. How did they win this game? Yeah. So it, it was great to wake up and watch it again, but then to just think about, man – these guys are so terribly inconsistent that they literally have the talent to put up 40, 30 points. And they played like how they played all season. It's just hilarious. Frank Vogel is out the door, as we all know. Yeah. He's out the door. It's going to be a very interesting offseason for a lot of teams in the NBA. Mm -hmm. And let's go trailblazers for the number one pick. Trailblazers for the number one pick. Oh, I need the Rockets to get that number one pick, Terrell. Come on, man. Don't do me like that. 
No, nah, no. Nah. So I was, oh, oh yeah, you won't hear. No, nah, so I was talking to Scott about it. I was uh-huh. talking to Scott about it, and I was saying, I was like, yo, Portland really deserves it. No like, nothing good happens to Portland. Nothing yeah. good happens to Portland. They, I can't even remember the last time they had number one pick. So nothing good happens to Portland. It's been forever. And so I was just like, Chauncey didn't sign up for what he signed up for. Yeah. Dame obviously has some type of, I don't even know, like dog loyalty to uh, <laughs> Portland is it's ridiculous. Like, I don't know why my man's is so loyal to Portland. They are treating him like shit, but he wants to stay over there in Portland. And I'm fine with it. You know, you, you like it. I love it. So good luck to you. I hope you get the number one pick to get you some help because ain't nobody going there in free agency. I'd let you know that right now. Yeah. Um, yeah, speaking of Greg Oden, he was the number one pick to the Blazers back in 2007. So I think that's the last time that the Portland Trailblazers had the number one overall pick uh, in the NBA draft. But And we know yeah. that went. See, it's not even fair because he ain't even get, they ain't even get a real number one pick. <laughs> Kevin Durant went they after him. They ain't get right? a real number one pick. That's crazy. Yeah. Man, oh, this sucks. Yeah, so uh, yeah, last night, the last game of the regular season, I was talking to a couple of buddies of mine, and they were like, oh, yeah, this Lakers team is trying hard because it, this is a tryout for them to be on the squad next year between Malik Monk and uh, Austin Reeves. But I was like, those guys are probably be on the roster next year. Those two guys were pretty much the bright spots for this Lakers team uh, this season. But enough Lakers talk. We talked about the Lakers all season. We'll, you know, we'll get into them more in the offseason because uh, it's going to be a very, very fun offseason as it always is in the NBA. But we have, like we mentioned, the season wrapped up. Um, the number one seeds belong to the Phoenix Suns in the Western Conference, who finished by far with the best record and the best team in the entire NBA. 64 and 18, the Miami Heat locked up the number one uh, seed in the Eastern Conference as well with a record of 53 and 29. Um, so I guess today, well, the plan for the show is we're going to go through the playoff series odds right now for the three series odds that we do see. Um, and then later on tonight, Zach and I will dig into the play-in tournament game. So we'll try to drop... Uh, we'll, we will have the uh, game's handicap for you and we'll drop that overnight. Me and Terrell, we'll Don't do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh no, I was just saying, don't forget, we're going on the mother pod. Oh, yeah. We're gonna be on the, be on the mother pod at it should be 1 p.m. Pacific. 1 p.m. Uh, Pacific. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yeah, we should be up there with Sean and Ryan talking all four playing games with those guys. So that's gonna yeah. be a fun one. Depending on how quick we can get this pod out here, people can listen to that one and then tune right over and catch us on the live stream doing that. Yeah. So, uh, Terrell, let's do this. Let's take a quick break here, but we'll come back and then we'll just dive into these playoff series odds that we do see. So we'll be right back after we hear from our sponsors. Looking for Las Vegas-style casino fun? In the palm of your hand, look no further than WinBet, the premier online casino from the five-star Win Resorts properties. From classic table games to all the best slots and jackpots, WinBet has everything you need for the ultimate casino experience. Sign up today and receive a 100% first match up to $1,000. For sports bettors, WinBet win hour from 2 p.m. to 3 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Better prices on select games. Anyone who has the WinBet app is alerted right on the hour. Make sure to get down on the WinBet's $10 to win $200 promotion, where a $10 bet qualifies for you up to $200 in free bets. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is download the WinBet app or visit wynnbet.com to get started. 
Offer subject change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 years or older and present in the state where playthrough winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. In honor of the Masters, we're giving away a tailor-made driver. Just go to sg.pn slash masters or click on the contest link in the SGPN app. All right, coming off of the break. So we all know the the, the format for the play-in tournament. They're, they're going to turn the seven and eight seeds, but we do have four uh, series that are confirmed. We'll start in the Western Conference here. And last night in one of the final games, the Dallas Mavericks uh, and the San Antonio Spurs, some big injury news came out of that game. Uh Luca, uh, Luca, the Maverick superstar, left the game with a calf strain, and he was going to be out for the rest of the game, obviously. And there was a tweet that was dropped by Woj to kind of give some reassurance to Mavericks fans and, and Luca that they don't think it's very serious about what's going to happen with Luca. I'll read the exact tweet here. Um, there's initial optimism, and this is from Woj. Uh, there's initial optimism that Dallas star Luka Dantich has suffered a hasn't has not suffered a significant injury. Sources tell ESPN team is calling it a strained left calf. So that's the big news out of Dallas, and they will play um, Terrell's favorite team, the Utah Jazz, in the first round as a four five matchup. Um, Terrell, let's kind of dig into this here, Dallas. Mavericks and the Utah Jazz. There isn't a serious prize out yet, like I mentioned, because of the Luka news. Uh, so we'll just generally handicap what we saw from the season and, and kind of generally talk about the Mavericks and the uh, Jazz here. So, uh, Terrell, I'll kick it to you, man. Your initial thoughts here with this uh, first series between the Mavericks and the Utah Jazz. So, I mean, there's no change in anything. This is Dallas's series to run, run away with. And maybe this whatever you may think is with Luca, maybe it gives the Jazz an extra game than you may have projected. Maybe. But for the most part, the Jazz are going to have a really tough time in this series. They're, because this offense is tailored to the point guard position, is tailored to Luca. And so if Luca can continue to do what he's been doing, it's a calf strain. It's not like he lost a leg. Yep. He may be hobbled. He may be feeling it for the duration of these playoffs because he's not going to have any real amount of time to actually heal it. He's going to be doing prep and just doing whatever he can to make sure it's ready every single, um, every single time they have to get on the court. Mm -hmm. But this team is – defined on their shooters they, they have outside shooting all around Luca on in every single position can hit the three and that's what they plan to do that's how they run their offense Luca drives Luca gets the ball inside Luca draws the attention and Luca finds the open shooter now they have also a Jalen Brunson who can take some of that workload off of Luca be able to carry the ball up the court be able to run the offense be able to do things Luca may be able to rest longer than he could have in years past because Jalen Brunson is there to still be able to keep the offense flowing and be able to run it. And he, and he showed us he has a motor where he can stay out there long durations of time because that's just the type of athlete he is. So mm -hmm. this is going to be a really, a really, really tough stretch for the Utah jazz who just don't have the defensive proudness everywhere to be able to keep up. There's always going to be an open shooter open for the Mavericks. And that's, what's going to, that's what's going to hurt the fact that you have a Rudy Gobert, an all-defensive player like Rudy Gobert on your team because they have so many different options on perimeter to get the ball to. 
and they don't have to de uh, depend on getting the ball inside the paint. That is absolutely not how they have to run their offense. Now, is that going to work throughout the duration of a seven-game series? Absolutely not. There's going to be times that they can't hit the bright side of a barn. But more often than not, I expect the shooting to be hot for the Mavericks in this series. I think Luka is still going to be able to get whatever he wants. I think that this is just going to be a lowered price because of the calf injury than what it probably should be. So I'm just going to take and buy in all on the Mavericks. I think the Mavericks get this done in five or six. Yeah, this is going to be the third playoff series in Luca's career. He's uh, played the Clippers twice, um, or he's played sorry, the Clippers both times in his career in the playoff series and obviously dropped both of those. But, yeah, I agree with you. I think this is going to be the year where Dallas is able to get out of the first round and Luca's able to get out of the first round. And, you know, we, you've, you've hit the nail on the head about Utah all season long, and, you know, this team – and I've also said this to Zach as well, that I, this team is going to get bounced in the first round, the Utah Jazz. And there's just something that's not right with this team, whether it's the team chemistry. And, you know, we saw the things about Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell. I also said that this is probably going to be the last season you're going to see Donovan Mitchell in a Utah Jazz uniform. I don't think that's a hot take, but I just do think that this team is probably going to get blown up at the end of the season. And you saw, you saw, you also said this Terrell, that they don't have a bench. Like, it's Jordan Clarkson, and that's pretty much it uh, for this team. They added Rudy Gay, but I don't think that's going to be enough for this uh, for this team going up against Dallas um, on their home floor. Our Dallas is going to have that home court advantage as a fourth seed there. So, um, And you, you now you lose a game, especially with that home court advantage Utah does have. So I'm not sure who's going to be able to stay in front of Luka despite having this calf strain. And, you know, we'll find out more, th more throughout the week. Uh, uh, on how what the severity of that injury is for Luca, but I agree with you that three point shooting for the uh, Dallas Mavericks is going to be key here. And I'm kind of looking at the stats from this season and overall in the season, the Dallas Mavericks finished top ten in defense. They were number seven actually with a 109.1 defensive rating. Utah uh, finished. Let me see here. They were also in the tenth spot. So you have two top ten defenses here going at it. Uh, I just kind of do give the edge offensively to. Um, to the Dallas Mavericks here, especially because you highlighted with the shooting that they do have. So uh, I like Dallas here as well. Do you have an official prediction maybe in how many games this uh, series will be over trail? Yeah, I said earlier, I like them in five or six. Okay. I like yeah. I was Dallas in five or six. I think that mm -hmm. this isn't going to be particularly close at all. Yeah. And if anything, I, fatigue catches up to the Dallas Mavericks in a couple of games because they do go hard on both sides of the court on offense and defensive end. That could get very long and lengthy in a in a long series doing that for multiple multiple games in a row. So I think five or six six is definitely the max. I would play both, but I just don't think that the Utah Jazz have what it takes to keep up with the Dallas Mavericks. I think that there's a clear gap, and mm -hmm. obviously I can't I cannot trust Utah at all to finish the game. Over the past few weeks, number of weeks, probably about a month now, they've blown multiple double-digit leads in the final quarter of the game. And you can't do that when you're in the playoffs, not at all, especially not playing against this Mavericks squad. So mm -hmm. I don't trust Utah at all. I think that I would not be surprised if this was in four. But okay. ultimately, knowing who Utah is, knowing that, that they have some – playoff veterans and some guys that have been here before and done this before in the playoffs, I do expect them to come out with one, maybe two games. If they're getting lucky, maybe Luke injury is a little bit more than I'm forecasting, but two is the max that I'll go. 
Yeah, uh, I was going to say the same thing. Probably at Dallas in six here um, over the Utah Jazz, and Utah Jazz will be packing their bags home. I did want to ask you this. So maybe some X's and O's things are kind of X factors in this series. Outside of Luka, outside of Jalen Brunson, if there's one guy that you're kind of looking out for for Dallas who probably has to step up for them and kind of take that load off of Luka, who are you looking at to kind of step up in the series? Spencer Dinwiddie. Yeah, it absolutely has to be Spencer Dinwiddie. Spencer Dinwiddie has to come off the bench and he has to be able to hold his own against the ones, not just the twos, but the ones of the Utah Jazz. Utah Jazz have some good players off the bench, but at the end of the day, it's the playoffs and you're going to see that starting unit start playing more and more minutes, especially as you get closer to elimination, that starting unit is going to start playing more and more minutes. You're going to have to be able to keep up. Luka's not going to be able to stay out there the entire time, especially if he's hobbled by this calf strain more than we're putting on. Yeah, He's going to have to come out the game. He's going to have to get rest. He's going to have to get treatment. He's going to have to do the things to make sure that he can last an entire playoff series, an entire playoff run, not just one series. So Spencer Dinwiddie is absolutely going to have to be that guy to step up and that guy to be able to run the offense, especially when, you know, Jalen Brunson needs to take a seat, when Luke yeah. needs to take a seat. He's got to be the guy to be able to walk down there. And we've seen Spencer be questionable at times, but ever since he got to, to Dallas, he's been good. He's been good. and he's turned, he's turned his career back around, looking more like what he played like in Brooklyn. So yeah. – it's 100% Spencer Dinwiddie for me. Yeah, Spencer Dinwiddie has played five games so far this season against the Utah Jazz. Uh, average at 13.4 points, shot 43.9% from the field. More importantly, 41% from three-point land. So, yeah, that was guy, one guy I was going to highlight as well. I also want to give credit to Dwight Powell, man. The way that he's played down the stretch here for the Dallas Mavericks, it's been incredible. Him and Luca have developed this great chemistry off that pick and roll. Um, and he's been, I think it was one of five players last time I was watching this game that actually played all 82 games for their respective team, especially in a year where we've seen a lot of guys being health and safety protocols and being out with injuries for a guy, you know, to play all 82 games for his team. I think that's something that's really incredible for, um, uh, for uh, the Dallas Mavericks and Dwight Powell. Uh, last question before we do move on Coming to next. An Achilles rupture. Yeah. And you saw the uh, shout out that uh, Kevin Durant gave to him coming off of that injury. So, but, you know, that is probably the, the, the toughest injury to come um, to come back from, especially in the NBA, that and, and a torn ACL. So uh, give a lot of credit to Dwight Powell. Last question before we do move on. If Utah does have a chance in this series, what do you think has to go right for them, uh, for them to even have a chance to win this series? Because I think we both think that Dallas is going to win the series, obviously. But what do you think has to go right for them to win this series? They're going to need Mike Conley to step up big for them. They're going to need Mike Conley to come in and – be able to run the offense, limit the turnovers, be able to be an asset defensively rather than a liability, mm -hmm. and then also be able to hit some big shots. There's going to be some big shots open. They're going to find a way to get to an open guy. It's not like they're not going to have open shots. They're going to have open shots plenty of times during this series. And Mike Conley, when his number is called, he's going to be able, going to have to hit him. We've seen him be able to do it in the past. We've, he's had a, a illustrious career of doing it. However, he has not looked good for the majority of this season, and that is hindering them. Donovan Mitchell, we know what Donovan Mitchell has to do. Donovan Mitchell has to go out there and be Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell has to be efficient when doing mm -hmm. that. He can go out there and put up 25 points, but be terribly efficient and, and actually end up hindering his squad more than helping them. So they're really going to need that, and they're going to need Rudy Gobert to just be able to come out to the perimeter, as he always does, and just be Rudy Gobert. Be Rudy Gobert, because they're going to pull him out the paint. 
Yeah. Got to pull him off the paint so and so that they can open up that lane and open up the rebounding opportunity as well. And he's got to be able to stand firm, be able to be all over the court. Yeah, uh, I really haven't been a Mike Conley guy since he got over to Utah. Uh, just didn't understand that signing. I understand that probably it was to kind of take some pressure off of Donovan Mitchell and the point guard duties. But obviously, as you kind of get older and older in, this, in the NBA, he's not the same guy that he was with Memphis. So, um, yeah, I think that we're both in agreement here that the Utah Jazz will be one, two, three, Cancun in about five to six games against the Dallas Mavericks team. All right, uh, Terrell, let's move on to the next series in the Western Conference. It's going to be the 3-6 matchup between the Golden State Warriors and the Denver Nuggets. Uh, right now, I'm currently seeing a series price by the, of the Golden State Warriors' favorite minus 215 over the Denver Nuggets. Um, Denver Nuggets are plus 175 on the comeback there to win this series. Um, taking a look at the season series here, these two teams did match up four times during the regular season. Two of those times was in March, and I believe those two games were without uh, Steph Curry in the lineup for the Golden State Warriors. But um, the Nuggets took three out of the four from the Golden State Warriors in the season series. Uh, and like we said, they will match up here as a three and six matchup in the Western Conference here. Uh, Terrell, let me start with you, man. Uh, let's start with the keys here on from both teams let's start with the golden state warriors what you think the key is going to be for them to win this series against the denver nuggets warriors are going to need to get production from their bench so the bench the bench players have been playing well with Mm -hmm. steph out these past few games jordan Poole's been slowly trying to throw his name into the hat for most improved and sixth man of the year Mm mm-hmm they have to be able to get that production with everybody full strength for Golden State. With Clay out there running, with Draymond out there running, with Steph out there running, with Wiggins out there running, they're going to have to find, be able to find ways to get that production from their bench players. And it's too many times that they've gone missing. They've gone stagnant. They have such a an arsenal, a huge arsenal of bench players that nobody is able to do anything or nobody has is con- contributing in any, any way or factor and Golden State ends up getting run out the gym. So – that's it for me. I think that if the bench for Golden State can keep it going, it's a lot of young guys on that team, a lot, a lot of young guys in the team, and it's going to be a lot of guys who this is their first playoff game. Yeah. And, you know, it's crazy to think about, you know, he stepped talked about it earlier in the season that there's a couple of guys on that roster that watched them win their first championship at home with their parents. That's how young this team is, that they yeah. watched – Steph and Draymond and Clay win their first championship with their parents at home. So now is their turn and they're in the seat. They're with those guys. So it's a lot of expectation that's going to be there. Steve Kerr is going to have to coach them up a lot, but it's, it's a hundred percent on the bench for me. That bench has to be able to keep the ball, the game going when the starters sit. Yeah. Should I mention that Steve Kerr did come out yesterday and say that uh, Steph Curry may or may not be ready for game one, but I think that all signs are pointing that, he should be ready to go for game one against the Denver Nuggets. Um, yeah, I think that, you know, Clay Thompson, I think it's starting to return to form like we saw before the two injuries that he did sustain. I think that was huge, especially the the amount of games that he was able to play once he did return from the injury, kind of get his legs back under him. Uh, getting Draymond Green, we talked about that, that having Draymond Green uh, is absolutely pivotal for this team. He's really the key to the engine of that offense. Um, you know, he's, he's looked good since he returned from his injury as well. And, you know, Steph Curry's going to do Steph Curry things when he returns uh, for game one against the Denver Nuggets. So um, 
And a lot of times we talk about all these playoff series and we talked about it in the previous one is that what are you going to get from the outside guys, guys like Jordan Poole? Um, and what is Steve Kerr going to want to do with him? Is he going to leave him in the starting lineup or is he going to have him come off the bench? I think that's going to be an interesting conversation and, and a decision for Steve Kerr. And it's not, it's not, he's got to come off the bench. Yeah. Um, and I'm kind of bench. You, you're not starting him over Steph. You're not starting him over clay. You're not starting him over Wiggins. He's got to come off the bench and be able to find that, energy be able to find that mojo that he has coming out of that bench spot yeah and um and one guy i'm kind of looking at outside of those guys we just talked about the, the guy you just said andrew wiggins like if he's gonna step up he needs to step up in this series and all playoffs longer this team has aspirations of getting at least to the western conference finals that he's going to be the key for them and if he's able to contribute anywhere from 15 to 18 points per night uh for this team that's going to take a lot of pressure off of your splash brothers and and you know it, really cement or, or try to advance in the playoffs here. So I'm looking at him to kind of step up, but yeah, you hit the nail on the head that this bench is going to have, is going to be key for the golden state warriors and you know, having that home court advantage, you know, especially for a team that's returning to the playoff after several seasons. I think that that home court advantage, it's absolutely fantastic for the golden state warriors uh, going over to the Denver Nuggets side. Uh, obviously you have the MVP, the reigning MVP and probably the MVP this year in Nikola Jokic. We did see news. Um, Mike Malone said that I don't think Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. are going to be ready for round one. Um, don't think we're anticipating seeing those two guys um, outside of Jokic here. It's going to have to be a team effort at guys are just going to have to step up. But what are you kind of looking at the keys for the Denver Nuggets if they're going to dethrone the um, uh, Golden State Warriors here in the first round? I mean, I, I hate to say it, but it's got to be basically everybody else. It's got to be everybody but Jokic. They have mm -hmm. to be, find ways to create offense because, one, they can't stop a nosebleed. They're not that good defensively at all. And they're going to need guys like Brian Forbes. They're going to need Bones Highland for sure. That's probably number one on the list. Bones Highland has to go out there. He has to shoot the ball efficiently. He's got to be able to go out there and score. He's got to add some level of scoring. And that's a lot to ask for a rookie, especially um, Bones Highland. But – We've seen him be able to do it in flashes over the course of the season. He's had a stretch of games where he was able to put up big numbers. But at the end of the day, there's no scoring on this team. They are devoid of scoring. It's, it's struggle. It is a struggle for them mm -hmm. to get anything going, to get anything going at times besides Jokic. And Jokic is going to have a monster of a series. Jokic yeah. is going to have this series, and people are going to be looking at him like this is the MVP because – Jokic is the matchup nightmare for the Golden State Warriors. But what Jokic always does is Jokic is a point forward, a point center. Jokic is a point mm -hmm. center, and he's going to find other guys. He's going to find the open guys, and they're going to leave those guys open, and it's going to be up to those guys to knock down the shots. I don't think that they're going to be able to do it because this offense is so bad outside of Jokic. They are struggled to score the basketball. Pretty much everyone, I think, will probably get one game, maybe two, I'm leaning more towards one game where we're going to see that offense that where they're just hitting the open shots. But for the most part, that's why they're going to struggle. And I'm just assuming that they win a game or two because they got swept last year. And they don't want to get swept again, but this is, this is not the matchup for Denver just because of the fact of, I don't know if they can, if Golden State's offense is on, I have no idea how Denver's going to catch up. Yeah. Yeah, for, for, for the Denver Nuggets, I mean, you know, we talk about Jokic. We know what he's capable of doing every single night. But 
After that, you know, this season he averaged 27.1 points for the Denver Nuggets. But after that, Aaron Gordon was your next guy at 15 points per game. Will Barton, 14.7. Monte Morris at 12.6. So it's going to take a team effort here after Nicole Jokic guys to knock down three-point shots. You know, guys are able to create their own shots. And let's not forget, at the beginning of the season, the Golden State Warriors were one of the best defensive teams. They, they, they finished the season number two in the entire league, right behind the Boston Celtics as the number two team defensive rating-wise at 106.6. Um, and then now, you know, you're going to get Steph Curry back, um, you know, for this series. And not obviously not having Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr., your next two best players, that, that's just too much to overcome, I think, for the Denver Nuggets here in this series. But again, you know, I will be behind Jokic props again because he's going to have a huge advantage and he's also dominated the Golden State Warriors all season long and all career long. So I think that's going to continue here. But for them, I think who's going to step up for them and if they're going to have a chance in this game. But I, I probably think that they may only get one game in this series. So kind of looking at the series prices here, uh, Terrell, um, we'll see. We see Golden, I'm oh, sorry, Golden, yeah, Golden State in five games at four to one um, and also in six games, four to one. And then um, serious total games played, I'm seeing two to one for six games and then plus 290 for five games. So which way are you kind of leading here as your official prediction for this series between these two squads? Yeah, I think it's Golden State with – I think it's Golden State. And uh, I will give them – I'll give Denver two. Okay. I think Denver. I think Denver can sneak two games. If I knew what type of Clay Thompson we were getting, mm-hmm. if I knew what type of Andrew Wiggins we were getting, this probably be closer to one, maybe even a sweep. Okay. But because I don't know the efficiency that's going to be Clay Thompson and what he's doing, because he's still, you know, getting himself into it. He's been away from basketball for a long time. Yeah. He's still getting his way into it. He's not going to look like the old Clay that we're used to seeing for a little bit longer, and so. I know that he can still come out there, be a flamethrower, hit shots, and do everything. And maybe this playoff run just sparks something in him. Maybe them being in the playoffs sparks something in him, and he becomes a whole different clay than he's been for the second half of this regular season. But for the Golden State Warriors, I think two sounds good to me. Okay. I'm, I'm positive Golden State's going to come out this series. If there was a threat, it probably would be Denver. So would I – Am I afraid? Like, if somebody were to say that Denver, you know, bounced the Golden State Warriors early, I would not be surprised at all because all they need to do is hit shots. If they can hit their shots, then they they are a very good threat to knock out Golden State in the first round. And so is this the matchup that Golden State probably wanted? Probably not. Mm-hmm. But it, it just depends on how do you see the supporting cast for Denver. Are they yeah. going to be able to go in there? Is Aaron Gordon going to be able to, to pound down low and get his shot? He was he was creating his own shot early on in the season. Early on in the season, he was going around creating his own shot and looking really, really good, looking at somebody that possibly could have also made a, a play for that most improved. But then through the majority of the rest of the season, he just went missing, unable to score, unable to do anything. And that's not why they brought him in. That's not helping this team at all. So yeah. I, I'm, I'm uh-huh. on going to stay in, in six here at that four to one. I think that's a good buy. Yeah. Uh, go, uh, sorry. Uh, Clay Thompson played 31 games this season for the Golden State Warriors. He finished up averaging close to 30 minutes per game. 
19.7 points per game and shot uh, about close to 38% from the three point, uh, three point line, 42.3 overall from the floor. So uh, I'm going to go, I'm going to go golden state warriors here in five Uh, you're on them in six and they're both at four to one here. Um, Serious spread, serious spread. I don't see one yet. Uh, for these two squads, but again, a four to one price there on um, Golden State to either finish this up in five or six games against the Denver Nuggets. Uh, Terrell, let's take a quick break here, bud. We'll come back and then we'll get over to the two Eastern Conference uh, series prices that we see right now. So we'll be right back after we hear from our sponsors. It's a hectic time of year between weddings, graduation, spring sports, and more. We're busier than ever right now. And sometimes we forget to take a second for ourselves. So this season, Take a second and enjoy an ice-cold Coors Light because you deserve a beer that's made to chill. Do you ever feel like you're always on work, friends, family, a million pressing social issues and an expectation to be on 24-7? Sometimes you just need a moment to turn off and hit the reset button and that's why you reach for a Coors Light. It's made to chill. There's only one beer that's out there literally made to chill and that's Coors Light. The mountains on the bottles and cans even turn blue when your beer is cold. That way you always know when it's time to chill. When you need to hit the reset, just open a Coors Light. It's mountain cold refreshment made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's literally made to chill. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. Perfect for a moment to unwind. So all you gotta do is head over to CoorsLight.com SGP. That's CoorsLight.com SGP to get Coors Light delivered straight to your door via Drizzly or Instacart. And remember to always res- celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Did you know that browsing online using incognito mode actually doesn't protect your privacy? That's right, without added security, you might as well give away all your private data to hackers, advertisers, your ISP, and other prowling eyes. That's why I use IPVanish VPN to make it easy to stay truly private and secure on the internet. IPVanish helps you safely browse the internet by encrypting 100% of your data. This means that your private details, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. It's that simple. You can use IPVanish on unlimited devices without sacrificing on speed. Your computers, tablets, phones, even devices like your Fire Stick when you're streaming media, whether I'm at home or in public, I don't go online anymore without using IPVanish. IPVanish is offering an incredible 70% off their yearly plan for our listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee. That's like getting 9 months for free. IPVanish is super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button and you're instantly protected. You won't even know it's on. Stop sharing with the world everything you stream, everything you search for, and everything you buy. Take your privacy back today with a brand rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. So go to IPVanish.com SGP and use promotional code SGP and claim your 70% savings. That's I-P-V-A-N-I-S-H dot com slash S-G-P. All right, coming off of the break here, let's get over to the Eastern Conference. And I'll start with the 3-6 matchup here between the Milwaukee Bucks and the Chicago Bulls. Uh, currently seeing a series price of a series winner price of Milwaukee Bucks minus 700. Bulls to win this series are at 5-1. to one. Um, and then also seeing a series spread on this game as well. Bucks to get it done, 
minus two and a half games at minus 120. Bulls plus two and a half games at um, minus 110. Uh, quickly looking at what these two teams d- did head to head in the regular season. Um, let me quickly pull that up here. Um, so the Milwaukee Bucks won all four games against the Chicago Bulls. I don't think that's a surprise here, uh, really, because we talked a lot about the season where the Chicago Bulls just weren't great against better competition in the league. But the Milwaukee Bucks in four games, they won by four, six, and they're the two most recent games on March 22nd and April 5th. They won those games by 28 and 21 over the Chicago Bulls. Terrell, let's uh, start with the overall series here, I guess. I I think this might be a pretty simple one as well. Um, Chicago really doesn't have a chance in this series, do they? I mean, they haven't won a meaningful game against the Bucs in four years. Yeah. The only win they had came at the end of the season, towards the end of the season, May 16th last year. Mm -hmm. They haven't won a meaningful game against them yet. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. So it I'm actually slightly surprised by the series price. I went I didn't expect for it to be that high. I knew that it was going to be lopsided towards bucks, but I was thinking maybe you know the minus 475, minus 375, somewhere around that range. I didn't think that they'd actually move it all the way up to minus 700 for them to win the series. And I think that that is slightly a nod towards the Bucks just being last year's champions and Giannis and Kubo and knowing what they have in the, in him, Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton. But so I think it is a little bit inflated, slightly inflated. I do think that Chicago, if they had a chance to be competitive against anybody it is with this Bucks team, mm-hmm. because one, they just kicked their ass for literally like four years straight. Mm-hmm. four years straight of just whooping their ass. And that's that's not something just to take lightly. I think that there's going to be a little bit of a fire. They're in the playoffs. They got there. They some somehow got there because they looked bad towards the end of the season. But yeah. the handicap is simple. They just don't. They don't play the playoff teams well. They just don't. They're not yeah. at that level. And it's a testament to how much Lonzo Ball meant to that team. This is a completely different team with Lonzo Ball out of the lineup. Mm-hmm. And so it's the playoffs. I expect Milwaukee to dominate this series for the most part. Can Chicago come in here and finally get a win against this Bucks team? Yeah, probably so. It's going to be opportunities. They'll definitely have opportunities, especially on their home floor where they, where they thrive. But are they going to be plentiful opportunities? I don't think so. I think that this is going to be a very rough series. And ultimately, it's going to be on DeMar DeRozan. And can DeMar DeRozan will this team to wins? Yeah, and I think that you just really said everything that uh, that needs to be said. I mean, Giannis is a matchup nightmare for most teams in the Eastern Conference. Like, they don't just – they don't have a body that can stay in front of this guy or even guard him. And just the, the pure athleticism and the size – Giannis is it's going to be really difficult for this team to contain him and and let him do what he he's been able to do against this Bulls team. I mean, if you kind of look at just the pure numbers uh, since maybe the 2020, 2020, 2019, 2020 season, he's put up doubles, double doubles as no shock, but he's had multiple 30 point games, rebounded 
the ball at 14 rebounds, 12 rebounds, 12 rebounds, 16, 17 rebounds. And, you know, just having that championship experience and, and being in the playoffs, I think that this is going to be easy, easy work for the Milwaukee Bucks here. For Chicago, I think that not having Lonzo Ball, is, it's huge. And I think that this team really, really kind of fell back down to earth when they lost Alex Caruso uh, earlier this season, um, you know, for about six to eight weeks before he did come back. But not having Lonzo Ball, I think, uh, is really going to hurt them, especially on the defensive side and trying to, you know, maybe slow down guys like, you know, Chris Middleton or even Drew Holiday. But again, the ma- matchup. Uh, that there's nobody really there for Giannis or for them to guard Giannis. I think that's going to be the key here. Um, and just having that experience and just the domination that the Milwaukee Bucks have had against the Chicago Bulls, um, I think it's just going to be too much for them to overcome. Won't be surprised if Chicago does get one game maybe on their home floor. So maybe I, I think Bucks in five here. But for Chicago, for me, um, yeah, you're right. DeMar DeRozan, it's going to be on him. He has that playoff experience as well. And let's not forget a lot for some of these guys on the Chicago Bulls team, this is probably their first playoff series. I know um, AC has been there with the Lakers. Uh, DeMar has been there with Toronto Raptors. Um, but for some of these guys like Zach Levine and some of these guys, I mean, it's really their first playoff experience and pro- first playoff series. So I think that has to count for something as well. But uh, for me, uh, I'll probably go Bucks in five here, which is at plus 225. That is the favorite. Uh, what do you think for this uh, series, uh, Terrell? So I'm at a point where I want to fade the Bulls, but we are getting to actually getting them at a pretty – well, the Bucks at a better price with them winning more games. Mm-hmm. And so the Bucks are not a complete team. I, I just want everybody to understand that. The Bucks are absolutely not a complete team. Their bench is in and out. They've been better towards the end of the season and they as they've gotten a couple more bodies back, but they've been in and out and – not productive for the majority part, even when they had the bodies there. Then they're also literally, <laughs> literally incapable of <laughs> not making, not contesting anybody from three at all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They, yeah. they, they struggle. They're one of the worst three point defending teams in the league. Yeah. And teams are exploiting that and this is where chicago can exploit it they can exploit it over the course of a series actually because you have guys like kobe white you have guys like io you have zach levine you have people that can patrick williams can hit the outside shot you have shooters around and it's going to be on demar Derozan. it's going to be on vucevic especially when a vucevic gets on the inside to get the ball out to those shooters because they're going to be open and I think that that is where this team kind of goes wrong when playing them. Lucevic was three for 19 last year, last time. Yeah. He probably shouldn't even be putting up that amount of shots. He mm-hmm. should be more looking to distribute, more looking to help make that pass. And so they can get the extra pass to get that open shoot on the outside. I, this series has to be live by the three, die by the three. It absolutely has to be live by the three, die by the three, four. The Chicago Bulls has got to be something in what they've been doing all year. And I think they have enough shooters on their team where they'll be able to get some really good looks. And so I'll buy off on the on the Bulls winning two games, plus 340. Okay. Feels like a pretty solid opportunity for them. And this price has gotten too high to the point where I think that anybody is really – 
like I just don't I don't think that they are at the point where the Bucks can just completely dominate this series. There's a lot of other teams that I would have took them to just beat them in four. Mm-hmm. But I don't think the Bucks are at the point right now where they can come in here and dominate this series and get this team straight out of there. So I'll I'll take a I'll take them in six. I think that the Bulls can at least hold home serve for a game or two. And that's probably the, the most that they get. Yeah, just to kind of wrap up here on this series. Uh yeah, like you mentioned, Milwaukee was the worst team in the the whole season on uh, three point defense, but Chicago was ranked number 29 as far as makes uh, for this whole season at we're at 10.6. So, you know, if they're going to be, and I just don't feel like the, the bulls have the shooters. I mean, yeah, they have Kobe white. DeMar DeRozan is not a three point shooter. Zach Levine. Yeah, you have. Um, but outside of that, I really just don't see the shooters that they have that are going to be able to knock down these shots. And, you know, we've kind of seen it all season long where Chicago bulls have just not been a great three point shooting team. And, and their volume hasn't been there all season. They were the uh, team that attempted the least amount of three-point shots this season uh, at close to 29 per game. And they only made about 10.6 per contest uh, over the course of the season here. So if they had some better shooters on this on this team, I think that this is where they could give Milwaukee some trouble. But I'm going to stick by my bucks in five. Uh, that's at plus 225. And you said uh, in six, uh, Terrell, for the bucks. Yeah, I like them yeah. at six. I think that they're I think the three point shooting is I think it's an underrated aspect because that's just not their game. I think that's just yeah. not their game. And so you got Kobe White who's shooting damn near forty percent. You got Ayo Desamu who's shooting damn near forty percent. You got Zach Levine who you know you can shoot the shoot the three out the gym. Yeah. And he's shooting at damn near forty percent. So you got three people right there mm-hmm. who are shooting at almost forty percent. And then you got a Patrick Williams who is a who is, uh, you know, a big guy, able to stretch the floor for them, get on the outside, and he's over there. In his limited attempts, he's shooting 48%. They have to just change their – they have to change their philosophy. And what other better time is to change your philosophy is when you're on the brink of elimination in a playoff series to go out there and do something that you haven't done all season, show them a different look. Come out game one firing, showing them a different look. And by shooting the ball from three, just go unconscious from three. I know that's not DeMar's game, but DeMar – provides you with the opportunity to get the ball to those shooters because they're going to be coming up trying to play him. Mm-hmm. And so that is, that's going to be the biggest thing. That's going to be the biggest thing. DeMar is going to command a lot of attention. Can he get the ball? I think that DeMar's assist is going to be pretty decent in this series. Cause I'm just going to bank on them hitting those shots, but they got multiple guys that can hit the three and they just have to go up there and they have to commit to it and put the shots up. If they put the shots up. They're going to go in because Milwaukee can't stop anything. Yeah, uh, quickly for DeMar DeRozan, he had uh, 35, 29, 21, and 40 against the Milwaukee Bucks this season. Um, and then uh, for Terrell's prediction, uh, Bucks in five, sorry, in six um, is at plus 340 for this series. But <clears throat> we are consensus on the Bucks advancing here um, to the second round over the Chicago Bulls. All right, Terrell, let's get to the last series here that is uh, official in the playoffs as we await the seven and eight seeds for both conferences, but it's going to be the Philadelphia 76ers taking on the the Toronto Raptors in the 4-5 matchup. 
Currently seeing the Sixers favored in this series, minus 210, Toronto Raptors plus 170. Um, you know, for the season, the, the Toronto Raptors really turned it around after the slow start that they had. I know they were dealing with a lot of COVID stuff um, on their team. And once they got everybody in and, and, uh, injuries as well, you know, they, guys, they had guys in and out of the lineup. Uh, this season so they they really turned it around they won a, a lot of games they cemented themselves into that playoff race finished up as a number five team in the eastern conference philly finished number four obviously the big things for the philly philadelphia 76ers uh getting james harden at the trade deadline and quickly looking at this team's head-to-head um for this season Surprisingly, the Raptors did take three out of the four from the uh, Philadelphia 76ers this season. Um, and two of those games were after the trade deadline. So if you're thinking that James Harden wasn't there, um, I'll, I'll dig a little more into that as we kind of talk about the series. But the Raptors did take three out of the four from the Philadelphia 76ers this season. Um, Terrell, let's start with the handicap for this series. Uh, what are your what are you thinking for this series? What might be the keys for the both of these teams? Let's start with the Sixers here, since they made the trade uh, with James Harden pairing him with Joel Embiid. James Harden's got to be healthy. Mm-hmm. I mean, if James Harden's healthy, this team is going to be a tough out throughout the course of the series. If he shows up in the playoffs, then this team is going to be an extremely tough out throughout the entire course of the playoffs. But ultimately, that we're stuck at the fact that we don't know what James Harden is showing up. Mm-hmm. Obviously he's not healthy. You can look at him and tell that. So is it going to be a James Harden that's going to fight through that? And a James Harden that's going to fight through that. And over the course of a seven game series or a six game series throughout the course of a whole playoff run, we have no idea. Absolutely no idea. Cause when James Harden is on, he's one of the best players in the entire NBA, mm-hmm. but we can't, we, we don't know that. And so now you coming into this series and for half of the series, you're going to be without your best defender because he cannot play in Toronto. So now you're going to really, really need your offense in, in those sets and in those games that you're going to lean on more offense because while he's a liability on offense, he makes you completely better on the perimeter. And that's where you have to attack the Toronto Raptors. So it's James Harden. It starts and ends with James Harden. What James Harden is going to show up is James Harden committing to winning with Doc Rivers. Is he committed to winning with Doc Rivers? I don't know if he's committed to winning. I think that he's perfectly fine saying this year is a wash. Doc gets fired. They bring in Mike D'Antoni like everybody knows they want to do. And then they go try this thing again. I would not be surprised. Yeah, for me, I think that the Sixers might be in a little bit more trouble than I think people are thinking in this series. And, you know, James Harden, you're right. He doesn't look healthy. I've been watching some of these Sixers games and just kind of see how this team really looks. And, again, we talk about the matisse Thybulle thing that he is, he's not uh, vaccinated right now, so he won't be able to play uh, in games three and four against the Toronto Raptors in Canada there. So they still have that vaccine mandate. So, um, And that's going to be tough, right? And I think that – Nick Nurse, one of the best head coaches in this entire uh, NBA. I think that he's going to put together a game plan for this Toronto Raptors team. Um, And again, this team has the shooters on this roster, right? We talk about Fred Van Vliet, uh, Pascal Siakam, OG Ananobi, Scotty Barnes. But for me, for the 76ers, there's a significant fall off after uh, Joel Embiid and James Harden. Yeah, you had Tobias Harris. Uh, You know, he kind of did turn around since they made the trade for James Harden and Doc Rivers was able to find or put him in a, sp- a spa or 
a spot in the rotation and on the floor where he can still be contributing to this team where they need him to, especially for the amount of money that they're paying him. Tyrese Maxey has been great for them as well. And I, I just feel like there's just still something missing from the Sixers team. And I think that Toronto Raptors can give them, you know, get, give them them a series here. I wouldn't be surprised if this gets to six or seven games here. But going over to the Toronto Raptors side here, Terrell, you know, I talked about earlier, we were talking about the series that they got off to a slow start, dealt with a lot of uh, COVID things and a lot of injuries with OG Ananobi, Pascal Siakam at the beginning of the season. But once they got all their guys back healthy, this team made a run. They cemented themselves into that playoff race. And like I said, finished out the fifth seed. What do you kind of see from this Toronto Raptors team that number one, do they have a chance to be the Sixers in this series? And number two, uh, what's kind of going to be the keys for them to dethrone this Sixers team? They just play team basketball. The Raptors play team basketball. They're incredibly well coached. Nick Nurse is one of the, the best coaches in the league and honestly a coach of the year candidate every single year in the yeah. NBA. He, Eric Spoelstra, there's a number of guys. Uh, I would throw Steve Kerr in there. There's a number of guys that are, in, that are coach of the year candidates every single year just by walking out on the court. And Nick Nurse is absolutely one of them. Pascal Siakam is playing out of his mind through the second half of the season. After he got healthy, after he's been in a lineup, he has been playing absolutely out of this world. And that is what they're going to need from him, especially with the lack of inside presence for the 76ers. Joe Embiid has not been giving effort towards that side of the court this season. Mm-hmm. It is very, very well-known fact. That is going to be a key for the 76ers. Is Joel Embiid going to play on both sides of the floor? is if not they're going to have a hard time with pascal siakam on the inside fred van fleet has to stay healthy throughout the course of this series he he has not i don't think he's played in a single game against them this year maybe one maybe one yeah and so yes he's played in one he's played in one game of them over the four games they played this season he's played in one and so in that one, he had 32. <laughs> yeah, right. He had 32. He shot 54% from three, 50% from the field. Yeah. Fred Van Fleet has to be in the, he has to be there. He has to be healthy in this series. He has to be able to control the offense and then be out there, go out there and get his shot. They have so many options to get the ball to. And because this team is fucking robotic, they are robots. They, they have unlimited energy. I'm not afraid of them getting fatigued throughout the course of this series because they show me all season that they can play five guys all 100% of the minutes and be perfectly fine the next day and do it again and still get a win. Yeah. So I'm not getting a fatigue factor from them. Maybe I get it later on in the playoffs. I'm not expecting that in this series. I think that they're going to be perfectly fine. I think that this starting unit is going to go out there and run 40 minutes a night against this team, <laughs> and they're going to take that next day off, and then they're going to be perfectly fine. And yeah. so – I'm hard-pressed to see – you're saying that you think the 76ers make it six or seven. I'm hard-pressed to see – I mean, not 76 You think it, You said you think that the Raptors can make it six or seven. I'm hard-pressed to see the 76ers even win this series. Yeah, that's what I, I was I've said gonna, it, Yeah, go ahead. I've said this before. Yeah. yeah, I've said this before over the course of the entire season. If there was a dark horse that I had to make it to the NBA Finals, it was the Toronto Raptors, and I'm not going to go back on that now. I think Toronto Raptors win this series. Yeah, and that was, that's what I was going to say is that I think the, the Raptors are going to give trouble to the Sixers in this series, and I, I think that they have a good shot of winning this series as well. And when I saw the series prices uh, uh, this morning, I, I was really surprised to see them as this much of a dog in this series. And, 
you know, we talked about this roster, man, with, with, with the healthy Fred Van B, like you mentioned, Pascal Siakam just playing out of his mind, you know, Precious Achua, Scotty Barnes, who I think is probably going to end up second in the rookie of the year race. I wouldn't be surprised if he wins, if he wins Gary Trent Jr. I mean, he's been absolutely fantastic for them all season long. Um, and this is a team that, like you mentioned, you talked about this throughout the season, Terrell, is that they will put their stars out there for 40 plus minutes. Um, so the bench really doesn't have to play a lot of minutes in this series. You're probably going to get Thaddeus Young maybe out there for for some, you know, to get some guys some rest, Chris Boucher and maybe another guy that they probably want to put out there for minutes uh, to get some other guys rest. But I don't see Nick Nurse going more than eight deep. It's probably going to be a seven-man rotation for the Toronto Raptors. And I think that's really what they all they need, especially when you're going to have Fred Van Vliet. And like you mentioned, that he only played in one game the series uh, or in the four games against 76ers this season. So that three-point shooting is going to be lethal for the Toronto Raptors. Let's not forget, man, that home court in Toronto, it's, it, it, I think it's, it's up there in the top two, top three, top five in the entire league. So is anybody going to be there? I, I so I just Googled it. And it says to me that this, that they are as of March 1st, um, they're returning to full capacity for the first time since December 14th. So to it says the Toronto Raptors will take the court in front of approximately 19,800 fans on Tuesday night. And that was on March 1st. So um, from what I'm reading, I think that they'll have a full crowd in there. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I think that, you know, I've seen James Harden as a Rockets fan and I've talked about this all season. I've seen him in the playoffs. Yeah. Regular season. This guy's absolutely one of the best players, best offensive players that we've seen in the game in the regular season. But when it comes to the off or sorry, when it comes to the playoffs, a lot of times he just kind of runs out of gas. And because, you know, he doesn't get that rest during the regular season, he's a guy that wants to be out there and playing ball. I give him credit for that. He doesn't like taking nights off. But when it gets to the playoffs, he kind of just runs out of gas. And like like you mentioned with Joel Embiid, is he going to give you that effort on the defensive side of the basketball as well? And I just think that the overall depth for this Raptors team is a lot better than the Philadelphia 76ers. Yeah, you have Joel Embiid and James Harden, two top 10 players in the entire league. But with the way the Raptors play, and you hit the nail on the head again, is that they play team basketball. They find ways to, you know, play with each other, if that makes sense. And, you know, having Nick Nurse in in your huddle and on that sideline for your team where he has that championship experience, I think that he def- significantly has that coaching edge over Doc Rivers. I don't trust Doc Rivers at all in playoff series. We've seen him multiple times when he was with the Clippers, that they've given away series leads when they've been up 3-1 uh, against multiple teams and they've just lost a series. So, I do like the Raptors here. I think, you know, this team with Fred Van Vliet, Pascal Siakam, Scotty Barnes, you know, all the guys that we mentioned, they're, they're going to fall out in the series. And I think they have a great chance of winning here. So um, as far as the handicap or any X's and O's that you're kind of look out for, Terrell, do you have anything else before I get to the series uh, winner here or the correct score? No, I'm good. All right. So for the series, we're like we mentioned, Sixers minus 210, Raptors at plus 170. Um let me have your official prediction for this series, uh, Terrell. Then I'll give out that uh, the what the prices are on those. Uh, I'm trying to. I can't get it. You might have to just get it. I, my my thing's not working. Anymore. Yeah, I got it for you. You might just have to tell me. Yeah. Uh, so a raptor. So um, raptors in six is at plus five fifty. Raptors in seven seven to one, and then raptors in five is at thirteen to one. Sixers. 
in seven plus three twenty sixers in uh five plus three sixty and sixers in sixes at plus four twenty five. I would. My official play is going to be Raptors in six. I don't okay. think plus five fifty gets to yeah. I don't even think that this gets to seven games. Okay. To be honest, I think that there is they split that first two games in Philly. They split the first two games. I think the Raptors get a home sweep on their home floor, and then they come back to Philly, and Philly tries to rally and gets one. But ultimately, I think the Raptors can win all three in their home building. And this is this is I think they steal on the road. They absolutely have the ability. They have the talent. They're not afraid. They can steal on the road. Yeah. And at some point, Philly's going to lose their own fans over the course of this time i would even sprinkle after that on raptors four to one i think raptors four to one is a really good bet i'm not gonna lie i think raptors four to one is a really really good bet because i just think that this is a a terrible matchup for philadelphia i don't know what james hart i'm going to be getting if he'll even be committed this could look ugly and i do expect this to look ugly early i think that serrano's going to come in here and punch philly in the mouth and they're going to be playing from behind this entire series so this could look ugly, and if you start losing buy-in from your second-best player, mm-hmm. especially knowing that he already isn't bought into the coach, I can 100% see that they just they just say, all right, fuck it. I mean, I don't care because you're out of here this year, and we'll do it again next year. So yeah, I don't think James Harden is going anywhere. I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure he's committed to the 76ers and yeah. Daryl Morey. Mm-hmm. So I like Raptors in six is my official play. I would sprinkle on Raptors – and five at 13 and one. That's really, really good odds for a team that I truly think is better than the 76ers. Yeah. Uh, Raptors at five, like you mentioned, 13 to one. Raptors and six uh, feels right to me at plus 550. I wouldn't be surprised if it gets done in uh, five games uh, as well at 13 to one. Don't think it'll be a sweep, 22 to one. Uh, but yeah, Raptors in five plus 550. Uh, I'll agree with that. I'll, pos- I'll just be playing the series price as well at plus 170. For the Raptors to win this series, um, series spread also uh, Raptors plus one and a half games that minus one thirty. If that's something that interests you as well, um, and then if you're looking at series total games, six games is at plus two hundred five, and five games is at plus two sixty five for both of that, these teams. That plus one and a half series spread is the best bet of this entire series. That's actually yeah. a lock. There's no way that Toronto, at the very least, at the very least, this goes seven. Yeah. At the very least, it goes seven. There, yeah. I don't think that there's any way and possibility, especially when C. Stiebel not playing in Toronto, mm-hmm. that they don't steal at least two games, at the very least. And so, yeah, give me, give me this plus one and a half. I think that that is a lot. At the very least, this goes seven. I think uh, it's absolutely yeah. can go seven with Toronto winning on their home court mm-hmm. if they didn't already steal a home game. Yeah, the books are projecting this to actually go seven games, Terrell. I'm seeing the that plus 190 uh, and seven games is at plus 190 and then six games is at plus 205 followed by five and then four. So they're expecting this to get uh, to at least six or seven games here. So yeah, I do like that, man, at seven uh, at uh, plus one and a half. Um, let's do this. Let's take one last break here. We'll come back uh, and then we'll get into some best bets 
for uh, these four playoff series. So we'll be right back after we hear from our sponsors. There are never enough things to gamble on, and the one sport that runs 365 days a year is horse racing. The best part is, now there's a new way to play the ponies, especially if you are brand new to the sport. Check out Stable Duel, a daily fantasy-style app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes. Pick your horses, build your stable, and build and play against others to move up the leaderboard. Win as much as $40,000 with one entry. Don't know anything about horses? Not to worry, the app gives you clear data on which horses to select to build your best strategy. The app is free to download at StableDuel.com. Multiple games are offered each day with free games weekly at tracks all over the United States. Get in the app, create your account, and start building your stables today. Invite your friends to play against you or play against our stables. You can even follow them in the app and we can compare our own stats. Download now at StableDuel.com and see how many winners you can pick in your stable. See you in the winner's circle. Play, race, win. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, where America market sports, America buys and sells sports bets. It's Masters Week, and if you haven't used PropSwap to go for the green, then you are missing out. PropSwap is the only app that allows you to pick your favorite golfers, and then you sell your bets whenever you want. Many prop swappers make thousands of dollars just by buying and selling their golfers all tournament long. This allows you to win over and over without your golfer ever touching the green jacket. So go to PropSwap.com or download the free PropSwap app today. PropSwap has fantastic features like filtering listed tickets based on the best value and free activities be to stay in the know with all the big sales and red hot ticket sales. A loyalty reward program that turns your ticket sales into extra bonus cash. And a first deposit cash match. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit and PropSwap will match your deposit up to $500. Join the real sports bettors on PropSwap where America buys and sells sports bets. All right, coming off of the break, uh, we will get into some bets here uh, to give out to you guys for this playoff series. And as usual, we'll have a game-by-game in-depth breakdown uh, all throughout the week. Um, We'll start with game ones on Friday with Dan and Makiba. We'll we'll lay out the plan uh, as we kind of get closer and closer once these series are solidified. But Terrell, let's do some best bets here, man. Um, I know we usually do a lock and dog. Um, but we'll save that for the actual game ones and game twos when we handicap those. But as far as from serious prices and serious winners, serious correct scores, total game, serious spreads, we'll do a, a one best bet. Um, I'll give you the floor first, man. Your very best bet for the four series that we just talked about right now. I mean, I just talked about it. Give me Toronto plus one and a half and minus 130. I think that that is the best bet. I don't see them losing this in six at all. At the very least, mm-hmm. I think that this goes to a seven-game series. I think Toronto is going to be in here. Toronto is a great team. Yep. Toronto can steal games on the road. They are a very good road team. They played teams extremely tough on the road for while they were healthy for the majority of this season. Yeah. And with all intents and purposes, they're going to be healthy throughout the course of this playoff. So I absolutely think that Toronto can win the road games enough to keep and push this two, three games. Even if they drop one game on their home court, I don't think that they drop two. So – I, I expect at very least, at the very worst possibility, Philly wins this in seven in front of the home fans. Mm-hmm. But everything else, I think Toronto just comes out here and gets a win. I think Toronto's the better team. I don't know the buy-off on James Harden, and it would just be the ultimate fuck you to Doc Rivers. The ultimate fuck you to Doc Rivers to get bounced in the first round and just solidify that Doc is out the door. Yeah, I agree with everything that you just said. I'll coast on that with you on the plus one and a half of the Raptors. Um, but I will give out 
I mean, it's chalky. I think the Warriors do get it done against us against the uh, Denver Nuggets at minus two fifteen. But um, let me see if I can find a serious spread. Oh, they don't have one yet. You know what? I'll go Milwaukee Bucks minus two and a half against the Chicago Bulls at minus one twenty on the serious spread. Um, again, Milwaukee has just just dominated for the past couple of seasons. The Chicago Bulls team and. It's almost like a little brother, big brother situation here. And I just don't think that they have anybody that can really contain Giannis. We've seen the numbers that he's put up against Chicago uh, all throughout his career so far, especially most recently in the past couple of seasons. They have that championship experience um, and they're, their guys are going to be out there. You know, we talked about the bench for this Bucks team. It's, it's not that great, but I expect their starters to be out there 35, 38 minutes per night. And again, we talked about the three-point shooting. I just don't think, personally, I don't think that the Bulls have that three-point shooting to kind of really take advantage of the flaw in the Milwaukee Bucks. And if they're not going to be able to knock down those three-point shots, it's going to be a quick series. So uh, I think the Milwaukee Bucks minus two and a half against the Chicago Bulls uh, get it done as my best bet uh, for uh, this round one matchups. And again, we will dig into the uh, 1-8-2-7 matchups once we know who is going to be playing who uh, later on this week. Um, Terrell, that's going to bring us to the end of it, man. We have, we had four series we talked about today, uh, two from each conference. This was a lot of fun. I'm so excited for the NBA playoffs, man. And like Terrell mentioned, we will be on with Sean and Ryan doing a, um, show with them to talk about the play in tournament games, um, this afternoon. So make sure you guys tune in for that. And then me and Zach, I need everybody there. Yeah. I need everybody there. Everybody, everybody that listens, I need it there in the <laughs> yeah. comments, talking to me in the comments. Yeah, it will be at 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Usually, if you're in the Slack channel, the link is always dropped there, but we'll also be tweeting it out. So if you're not following us right now on the NBA Gambling Podcast or myself or Terrell, this is a good time to follow us. Make sure you are tuned in for that show with the bosses, Sean and Ryan. That's going to be a lot of fun. Um, Me and Zach will be back tonight. We'll get more in-depth on the play-in tournament games that are going on on Tuesday. And we'll get Zach thoughts as well on anything that went on in the NBA this season as well. He'll, he'll catch us up. He's good about getting us caught up on injury news and things like that. So look out for that podcast as we will break down the play in tournament games that are happening on Tuesday. Drew, you got anything else, man, before we get out of here? No, no, I'm good. I, I'm hard pressed to say that if you told me, I think the best, what I would do, and here's one of my future predictions, and I'm just going to double, triple down on the Raptors here. If the Raptors go down 0-2 to Philly and drop the first two games on the road, Mm -hmm. just go ahead and put a bet in automatically for them to win the series. Because I think it's more liable than not where they have a going from that point, they'll have a three to two home court advantage. Mm-hmm. I think that after the adjustments that Nick Nurse makes in those first two games, if they drop those first two games, that they will be able to bounce back and they'll be able to go and win four of five, if not four straight. I think they absolutely have the ability to that, especially with Matisse Stiebel being out for those games in Toronto. Yeah. I think that is that could be the turning point of the season, them winning two straight in Toronto after dropping the first two. Mm-hmm. And then you just got to steal a game from them at home. Yeah. And so if they go down 0-2, I would 
I would lie bet the Raptors at that point to win the series because I think you're probably going to get some very nice odds, probably somewhere around the five to one odds. Yeah, I don't hate that, especially you know if, the, if 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 they drop the first two in Philly, and we saw last year in the playoffs, Terrell, that Philly they lost I think every single game one of their series either on their home floor or something like that. I'll go back and double check that, but I do remember them losing on their home floor and within those first two games when they did have the home court advantage. So. Yeah, man, I think we're all over the Raptors here. This is going to be an interesting show with Sean as he is a Sixers fan, so we may get fired, so we may not be here tomorrow. But, um, yeah, look out for that, um, and we'll be here all throughout the week, uh, you know, proving all the playoff series, getting our predictions and all that good stuff, as well as the content that is going to go up on the website for the NBA playoffs. Uh, so make sure to get over to the website, sportsgamblingpodcast.com. If not, download the app. Get over to your Google Play Store, your App Store, SG. PN, you'll see the black and red logo there. Just make sure to download it. Um, and you'll have all the content with everything that's happening on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, um, where the guys are just putting in so much work. So make sure to give us a support there. And if you haven't already, leave us a like, uh, uh, sorry, a rating and review for the NBA Gambling Podcast. Much appreciated. Uh, we're starting to see those come in. So we appreciate you guys that have already dropped one for us. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at SportsNerd824. Follow Terrell on Instagram and Twitter at really real underscore underscore. Uh, we will be back. Uh, like I said, tomorrow to uh, get into the play in tournament games with myself and Zach till then good luck with your bets. NBA playoffs is here. Let's break these books off and let it ride. Basketball. Give me, give me, give me the ball. Because I'm going to get it. Basketball. Give me, give me, give me.